0: Hi, and welcome to season 10 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. We talk about our life with Christ. We talk about big things, small things, beautiful things, sorrowful things. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) You are most welcome here, so please, Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Biting Together podcast, which is episode one of season 10 y'all we're we are. back <laughs> yes we are and of course we've already had technical difficulties which is wonderful and so yeah, here we are again <laughs> here we are again and it is we have to say we have to say everybody knows we record early so today is michelle benzinger's 29th birthday michelle Happy birthday. Have- <laughs> thank you thank You're you young,
1: pretty young thing you but child you
2: <laughs> uh-huh here i am in all my glory and so <laughs> Hair on top of the head, recording and all of that. I have to say, you all, we are recording out like early, like we do most episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, it is the day after Hurricane Ida just <laughs> hit
1: yeah.
2: Louisiana. And so We are getting wind and rain, so I'm just seeing like leaves, I mean like huge branches blow down the road right now as we speak. So I just Mm -hmm. want to have a shout out when this will air. I'm sure people from Louisiana, Mississippi and all different places will be recovering from the storm. So you all are in our thoughts and our Mm -hmm. prayers right now. Mm But— We're already into heavy things. Sorry. I didn't mean to get,
0: lead oh, us into hey, that. No. <laughs> no, that's that's true. Like, that's life. Like, we were just talking about before we started of, you know, that the life is not the life we wish we had, but the life that we've been given by the Lord and the transformation there within, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Amen. I am so excited for this season. And I mean, Mm -hmm. just, I think in general, like the vision that Michelle, you really have for this season, like to go deeper into some things that we've already, I feel like we say almost every episode well, we're just kind of grazing the surface, Mm -hmm, you know, in 30 mm -hmm. minutes or whatever. And it was just like such a, yeah, great wisdom to, to say this season, we're going to go, we're going to go deeper into Mm -hmm. some of these things. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm.
0: We have some super fun surprises, things we've never done before on our podcast that are going to
1: debut this season. I can't it's wait. so <laughs> exciting. You guys are going to freak out. Like we're <laughs> freaking out because we know, but it's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. And
2: we're so and, excited and to share it terrifying. with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't tell you now, but we will.
0: As the- we'll tell you next week. <laughs>
2: yeah. We, could probably, we yeah, can probably can. Tell, tell you next week. We're
0: excited, though. We might be able to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So well, today we're just going to talk about beginning again. And that's a lovely quote from St. Benedict. And he says, always we begin again. And we are going to use uh, St. Paul's uh, letter to the Philippians, uh, chapter 3, verse 12 to 14, when he says, It is not that I've already taken hold of it or I've already attained to, to perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit and hope that I may possess it since I have indeed been taken possession of by Jesus Christ. Brothers, for I, for my part, do not consider myself to have taken possession, just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue my pursuit toward the goal the price of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. And so that continual growth of of and when you know, when St. Paul says that he's not saying, you know, we're not looking we're not pretending that what hasn't happened, you know, hasn't happened in our life but we're taking everything and allowing Christ to come and transform it and we are growing in maturity. And I think all of us for this summer. So we're just going to talk a bit about us this summer, what happened and what the Lord's doing and invite all of our listeners to a deeper conversation within their own hearts and with each other as well of of deeper maturity, which that's an ongoing journey, don't you think, Heather? So maybe you want to share with us a bit of what happened to you this summer and, and what the Lord's doing in your heart, especially in the area of maturity and growth. And And here we are. We're diving right in.
1: Hmm. Yeah, maturity. It's so important. I had this experience recently where I I was just like sitting on my couch and for some reason this memory came back to me. It's something that I was I just felt embarrassed about the way I had acted or whatever. And it was a couple of years ago. I don't know Mm. if you guys ever have that where something just comes back and you still sort of feel the the sting of it a little bit. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, and I sat with it for a second. I thought, no, I'm not going to dwell on this and re-experience the embarrassment all over again. Like, what can I learn from that, you know, Mm -hmm. so that I can grow in maturity. And I think that that's a shift that's been happening um, within my own heart in the last couple of years is like, how can I look back on the things where I've made mistakes or errors, or I've acted in a certain way that I now regret and go, okay, I can learn from this. And how do I allow the Lord to let me grow? into the person Mm -hmm. that he desires me to be. Because if I only look back with embarrassment or shame, you know, I'm just going to stay there in a cycle. There's nothing, nothing to be taken from that. So, yeah. So that's been one thing. I mean, I feel like this summer has been a ton of growth for me. Um, Our daughter Maria just took off to Austria. And so this is her um, she's a sophomore at Franciscan University and she's doing her first semester there. She's only 18. So this is a big deal. Like for a mom, Michelle's going through some similar things, which she'll share to you. But, you know, it's like the letting go, the, yeah. the growing as a mother of like, mm. I'm releasing this young adult into the world. And for her growing and the hard knocks and the feelings that come with that, the crying in the airport, the big lump mm. in your throat, like all the things that are so uncomfortable. But at the same time, like looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, how do you want me to mature in this, in my own motherhood and in this stage of life? How do I let her go and still love her and still be concerned, Mm. but not intervene when -hmm. it's hard in a lot of ways to let her grow into the person that she's supposed to be? So, yeah, that's that's some of what's been going on. I feel like that's been a maturing process, but also just learning to trust. I think at the end of the day, like I'm having to say, Lord, I trust you with her. Like it's not up to me to protect her, take care of her. She's out into the world. So, yeah, I think a big theme of trust has been coming up. And that's in a number of areas, I think, through the summer. But I think that's at the heart of it for me. How about for you, Michelle? Oh, wow. I
2: think we... Like we say so many times on this podcast, we were having a conversation before we started recording, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, we just wanted to give you guys some consistency because everything <laughs> seems to be changing in the world. At least that stays the same. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think there is like another maturing process. The last couple of months, I think I realized how much growth has taken place. But how much that it has been a journey of going downward and descending where I'm used to in my prayer, like going upward, you know, this beautiful prayer experience or whatever, where there's a lot of consolation, where in the last couple of months I've gone downward and then not, and not, I realized it's not in a bad thing. I usually label things bad or good. It is in a growing thing, like that growing. And the Lord has taken a lot of comforts away from me. And I really embrace the poverty of my humanity in ways that I've never done before. But instead of approaching it where I'm like, shitting on myself or condemning myself or shaming myself, I think the switch is I've been approaching myself with holy curiosity. Like, why do I respond this way? Why do I react this way? I feel like there has been so many different things that have shifted and changed huge things like monumental things in family life, like having a son leave for college the first time. That was really big for me. It wasn't as big for him as it was for me. And I had to look at that. Like, why am I reacting the way that I'm reacting? Like there's part of it, which is so good. It's because it's a natural progression of motherhood and we love our Mm -hmm. children and it's putting them on the altar. But then I realized it triggered a lot of my own fears and attachment things that I had to look Mm -hmm. at. And Mm -hmm. the Lord just brought me in such a deep, Beautiful place. And yeah, it's just been a really growing season. I think I've been getting used to being okay with the uncertain, which I've never been before. I'm not saying I delight in it. I'm not saying that, like, woo, this is fun. But I was, I think I've realized that God is sovereign and that I just have to trust his ways. And it's just been, yeah, really growth. I feel like I'm a lot quieter in this season than I've ever been before. But I think I'm also a lot. Fuller in a way. And I remember my spiritual director had a really good point. He said, when the soul gets quiet and you really embrace solitude, then the soul actually expands. You know, mm-hmm. you actually get grow bigger. And I feel like I've, my soul has grown bigger, but I've gotten quieter, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So just living into all of that right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. I for both of you. I, I think it's interesting that we're talking about. And we're going to un- unpack these themes as we go, like this season and next season as well, about about motherhood and about receptivity and trust. And but I, I hear in both of you a deep theme of surrender, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the key to authentic love. I, I it's so I it was reading um, Edith Stein recently on her an essay on her vocations of man and woman, and just the the gift of life given to woman, like the being the life bearer, and and that requires us to to receive but not possess. And uh-huh. so I was just thinking about a lot this summer about loving without possessing, and like in any way of, and of not hardening your hearts so where you're like say to yourself I don't care, but then not like not grasping at something that were were, it, were anything, whether it's a person or a situation or an event, like becomes your possession, and like that's such a, yeah. I just it's so talk about maturing of love, and I just think of. Uh, you know, so often Bob talks about Dr. Bob talks about that, like the security, maturity, and purity, right? As that we grow. St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians will speak later about being rooted and grounded in love. And like that's what gives us the maturity to to give birth and love. And I think for myself as well, it's been a season of of deeper surrender. Of the places in my own heart and the the places that come back to the surface, like you're saying, Heather, of the, the memories that come from long ago, or just when I, you know, like you're saying, Michelle, when I see my own poverty, like the, the areas of deep poverty and I think one of the one of the really great blessings that I had this summer was I was sitting in on a, a master class of trauma and compassion, like how compassion heals trauma, and it was very interesting because it was from a, like a, a neurobiology standpoint, and so just interesting to hear the science behind compassion, what compassion does with with trauma, and I was just thinking of of Christ, the one who who comes to us in these places, and one of the key things that I've thought about almost every day since I watched that class was one of the therapist was saying, you know, is the way that I'm talking to myself or is the way that I'm talking to other people, is it helpful or harmful? Mm. Is it helpful or harmful? And that caught me so many times in my own my own interior heart, when I saw my own places of poverty and the the familiar patterns where I would go down in my heart or the fears, anxiety would come up, the fear of rejection or of abandonment or of of the shame where the, the familiar pattern is um, things that are just not helpful within my own heart. I'm like, wow. And it's just so many times the Holy Spirit would, I really, the Holy Spirit like took on that voice and was like, is this helpful or harmful? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's not very helpful. So it's probably harmful, you know? And so just the, that, the surrender of, what i i don't even know how to say it just the surrender of what is and allowing with open hands to allowing the continued purification of myself mentally emotionally spiritually physically as a woman and then everything the lord has entrusted to me so there and that's the beautiful i think outpouring of love because i think it's only then that we can truly love Right, it's it's and that's the crucifixion, that's the paschal mystery, but that's the resurrection of love. It's in the surrender, and the receptivity of the gift of what is um, beheld in tenderness
1: and, and beauty that gives birth to something even more beautiful. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's a it's an amazing thing how the Lord can take even the things from the past and Mm -hmm. turn them into something like beautiful, but also as a conduit for change again in us, like even years later. It's like Mm -hmm. nothing is ever lost when you offer it to the Lord. And I think I'm just learning to do that even more on a deeper level to not even look back on things with, yeah, the same kind of perspective, but Mm -hmm. to still be able to bring those to Jesus and say, Lord, like, yeah, this triggered something in me or this hurt me or this bothered me or I felt this ache when I thought about this memory, even a good, memory. I feel yes. this ache because it's something that I don't have right now. Mm-hmm. And and to continually, yeah, just like bring those things to Jesus. And I think that's a big lesson that I've been learning is like, you know, how do we abide in the Lord in this season of life? I'm like, yeah, I think it's just like coming to him with all of the little things, not just the big things, but like the little aches, the little discomforts in my day Mm -hmm. to just stay connected with him in this like conversational relationship. Yeah. Like when things don't go as they should, or (laughs) if I walked into the summer again, just going, this is going to be awesome. And then I was like, wait, like I, I remembered, well, then things went completely sideways and it sucked <laughs> again. And I was like, wait, this has happened wait a for like the last wait a second. Yeah, this has happened for like the last three summers. I was like, there's a theme here. And I think before I would have let that get to me, like on a level of like, oh great, yeah, just everything is gonna suck all the time and I just can't get my hopes up. Like I'll always oh, gosh, be disappointed. Yeah. Like you could just see where that could go. And, and I just, yeah, I just saw a place of like the Lord just speaking to me in that and saying, don't go there, Heather. There's a lot that I have for you here. Mm -hmm. Like just lift your eyes higher Mm -hmm. than what you can see, you know? And that word has come over and over again, but it was like, just even physically, like don't look at the pool that has leaked out 38,000 gallons of water because there's cracks in the bottom of it. Don't even look at it. Just look a little bit higher to Mm -hmm. where I am. There's so many other beautiful things that are going around, going on around you. And again, coming back to that theme of trust, you know. But how about for you, Michelle? Like, how's the Lord like invited you to abide deeper in Him this summer?
2: I think I realized there was something that happened in June. I went to the Given Forum in Washington, D.C., and it was amazing and it was beautiful. But I love the fact that we were able to stay on the campus of Catholic University because mm-hmm. I love where Catholic University is situated in between the Basilica and the Shrine of John Paul II. And there was something about that. And our good friend, Father John Burns, was there as a chaplain for the event also. But I really could see, and I think there's times in our spiritual life, and I think because I have slowed down some, and I just think my interior posture has changed. I think that's the biggest thing, like my interior posture of my heart has changed, like where there's an openness, where I'm not so hurried anymore so I can pay attention better. And so I think there's like an attunement to where the Holy Spirit is moving Mm -hmm. that's like sharpened because I can pay attention, which the attunement's beautiful because I can see like, oh, the Holy Spirit's moving here. But also that attunement's kind of uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I can see where I need to look at here in my own self. So it's like Mm -hmm. the magnifying glass of my own heart has gotten bigger. But when I was there, like, I really feel like that was almost where I'll be able to put in my story before and after that event, because there Mm -hmm. was something about being close to the basilica. And being so close to Mary, and it's almost like a time where I was in Mary's womb. Mm -hmm. But then also, I was struck by—this will even make me tear up—I had never been to the John Paul II Shrine before. And there was something about that shrine being so close and just that man and his holiness. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that struck me—there were so many things that struck me about the shrine—but how integrated he was as a person. Mm -hmm. Like a human and spiritual and emotional person, he lived that to the fullest. You know, and he's given us such riches for the church to just—we're still unpacking all of his writings and Mm -hmm. the gifts that he has given to us. But there was something so powerful about that. And I think for me, like just realizing, like you were saying, Heather, naming the ache— Like Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of times, the most of my life that I've avoided anything that was uncomfortable or painful instead of going through, I wanted to go around. Mm -hmm. So naming the ache, I think there's something about desire and desperation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the same coin, two sides that gets you to move. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But one, I didn't want to have the desire because what if it was unfulfilled or unmet? I didn't want to name it or desperation. I didn't want to be uncomfortable and mm-hmm. so, like, I would try to, like we were talking about Edith Stein earlier, I would try to manipulate or control or be hypervigilant and see what would happen. You know, I'd be desperate because a need hadn't been met earlier in my life. And I wasn't allowing the Lord to meet that need. Mm-hmm. I was going to figure out how I was going to meet that need. So I wouldn't feel abandoned or alone mm-hmm. again. And I just realized that the Lord just, He's just been so gentle and good. He it just, it just makes me cry. Just, He's just tender and He's mm-hmm. good and just not fearful of even his crushing because that's the only way that like we get new wine and new oil is the crushing and i avoided this process for so long in so many areas of my life but i realized because i associated with fear where now i think it's been this deeper invitation where it's like no like this comes out of love and we're just realizing in a deeper way, and I still have so much room to grow, that he is really trustworthy. And mm-hmm. that he created me out of goodness for goodness. And I think I still there are still so many parts of me that you thought you had, I've worked through this, I've done this, I've prayed mm-hmm. through this, all this kind of stuff. And no, there were lots of parts of me that that I didn't believe were good. Mm-hmm. And that I'm learning they were good because he created them. You know, not good on my own merit, good because he created me. Or goodness
0: mm-hmm. and out of love so yeah mm-hmm. so sister what are your thoughts yeah that's a deep work of restoration in those places and yeah that's that's the ongoing journey isn't it <laughs> that is truly the ongoing journey and I I think that that the phrase we when we've spoken of it in in previous, episodes of I will instead of the, the, the tree of the fruit you know or the, the root of our tree being self-reliance that we all you know when we all find ourselves afraid or anxious where we want to take care of ourselves or make it go away or try to manage or try to manipulate or control or whatever that is for our own kind of toolbox of how we try to you know find attachment or connection but the the opposite of that which is I, instead of self-reliance of I will let the Lord love me where I'm most vulnerable and most dependent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will amen. let the Lord love me where I'm most vulnerable and most dependent and that sounds like a wonderful saying to put on a greeting card well. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> amen. so hard and I wrote it on my desk I have it as, as a note card on my desk of of the places that we the places that we don't want to go and I was just praying about that this morning experiencing some just overwhelming fear and anxiety and I was in mass and I was just taking I was literally deep breathing. And just grounding myself in the mass and listening to the priest, and I'm like, okay, what am I afraid of right now? Okay, I'm gonna, and instead of trying to run away from that or push it away, but actually to place my hand on my on my womb and just breathe into that place, and just okay, Jesus, I'm gonna let you love me where I'm most vulnerable, most dependent. So, I'm a safe place here. So, can you show me what the root of this is? Like, what what is this? Because I'm anxious and afraid for a reason. So, like, what's happening to me right now? This is not arbitrary. It's not random. So, like, what is this place? Uh, what is this place that you're that you're speaking to? And I think it's that's it's like the the breathing into and, th- and those are hard because it's the being you know comfortable with what is uncomfortable. And I think for me, the Lord has spoken very deeply. I just. Was helping Dr. Bob with the retreat a couple weeks ago. And I just during one of the holy hours in the morning, I just got wrecked myself. I sat in the back, I cried, I ran out of Kleenex, I'm like looking at my <laughs> sleeve, you know. And, and the Lord was really working in areas of deep attachment for me, where the lie for me has been from the womb that I'm all alone and that um, nobody's going to show up for me. And it was just etched in the very, it's etched in every cell in my body. And it's amazing how. How often that comes to the fore, and the Lord really revealing like a deeper place of, of attachment and security for me of him, of him saying, and it's, I mean, to even repeat it isn't, it doesn't do it justice by any means, but it was like this re- resounding echo in my soul of like, of that I have never been alone. The Lord has never mm-hmm. abandoned me for a moment. And there was something that actually shifted in the foundation of my being in that moment, in that holy hour. And I've not been the same since. And it was just such a profound oh yeah. And, and so like, that's like, I was talking about earlier, like what's helpful, what's harmful, like where are the old places or where the, the shift of that. And there was something more I was going to say about all that, but I have no idea what, I forgot what I was going to say, but (laughs) like, yeah, I just think those, I will let the Lord love me where I'm most vulnerable and most dependent. And I appreciate Michelle on our our show notes. You have a beautiful quote from Henry Nowen. And he says this, he says, you don't think your way into a new kind of living. You live your way into a new kind of thinking and and that's how the shift takes place of the breathing into of the not running away heather like you're saying of instead of like going once again to shame in that place of like okay lord what's happening or what what are you trying to teach me or what is that's and that, that's hard but that's that's the that's the path of transformation like that's how we get to a new way of life
1: it's it's in the places of of you know of those areas
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think you know like starting a new school year even if you're not in school or you don't have kids at school or whatever there's just something about this time of year that can provoke a change you know just like january and new year's day mm-hmm. you know kind of thing it's another opportunity to begin again which is what this episode is about and yeah like there was a, there's been a lot of things in the last week like jake was gone my husband jake was gone for like 10 days cuz he went to go visit his family and then did a retreat and then uh, maria was gone just like a couple of days before that And so I was here and my son was working and out a lot. And so it was just Eva and I, and Eva's doing her, my youngest daughter's doing her creative thing. She could just like get in a zone. So I was by myself a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I found myself like totally binging this Netflix series that had, it was like comforting in a strange way. It had like 16 seasons, you know? So just Mm -hmm. as I'm like cleaning the house and doing like, I'm doing stuff. I'm not just sitting in there, but I'm like, have this show on, And as it's going on and on, like over the course of several days, then I finally realized I'm like, I am really trying to avoid something here. Mm, Like I don't want to sit in this quiet place. Mm. And so one night, as the show is ending, I'm feeling like the emotion just rise up. And I went into my bed and I lay down. And then within like moments, there's like hot tears running oh. into my ears, which is the worst when it gets in your ears. But you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm yes. Like, like yeah. hot tears filling up my ears as I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I am so lonely. And it wasn't just because of that week. Like it was almost like the impact of the whole year and a half of COVID. And we've had a really different situation up here in Canada and not, not being at mass for so long. And like, it's like, you know that that's affected you on deep levels that you can't perceive, but it was one of those moments where it just came out where I was like, I feel so lonely. Like I feel yes. this deep ache within me. Like, and even with us, like the natural ebbs and flows of relationship and not being able to see each other for a year and a half and just the distance that naturally occurs there. And with other friendships, just not being in each other's presence has been so hard on my mm-hmm. heart, but I like, didn't want to go there because it was too painful, you know? So I was experiencing this, like, wow, I've really been running from this, like, like a lot. And a lot of it is because I can't fix it. There's nothing Mm -hmm. I can do about it. I can't satisfy my own ache. And it's not even that I haven't been going to Jesus. Like I I am going to Jesus. There's just some things that you can't change. And it's not that he's not feeling it, but it took that experience of laying in my bed, just letting the hot tears roll down. And I thought, what am I feeling? And it's only in those moments where I have a lot of emotion where I can articulate my feelings. So I just started writing in my phone Mm -hmm. notes. Here it is. And it was like, truth and lies all jumbled up in a ball, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, here we got some work to do. You know, I was like, Lord, I need some healing here. But also in the starting new again, beginning again, I was like, there's some things I can't change, but what can I change? Well, the first thing I know is I cannot do this again this year. So as we start again, I'm like, what are some things that I need to step out and seek out or create so that I don't keep experiencing this disconnection. Yeah. So that it's like the balance of like, I'm surrendering, I'm not going to grasp, but at the same time, I need to take some initiative mm-hmm. to notice what I need and to start reaching out and opening the door vulnerably, you know, to people, yeah. to community, to, to whatever can work. Yeah. So I think that beginning again, and then I went to confession yesterday before mass and I hadn't been in a while. And and that was just what was coming out. Like as mm-hmm. I was sitting there before the priest, I was like, and I've allowed this to happen and this. And I just want to repent right now no. because today I want to start again. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to continue this again. Girl, and I just can't, mm-hmm. it just came out like of every, after everything I was like, and today I want to mm. begin again. I don't want to do this again. And I was like, okay. that was just a really powerful I don't know, a few days that culminated in yesterday. And I was like, yes, like this is a new season. And I just want to encourage our listeners, like no matter where you are, even if your kids have started school, you're like, well, it's not really a new thing. It is a new thing. Today is a new day. You know, That's like cool. we can begin again. And I think there's a process of what we're all talking about is we do need to go into our hearts to take some space and quiet and Mm. time to go, what is happening in there? What has been happening? What are the aches that I'm feeling? The stresses, the shame, the embarrassment, like whatever it might be, the hunger that I have. And then how do I begin again? Like, what do I, what do I need to surrender and trust, you know, the Lord with? What do I need to initiate? And how do I need to receive, Mm. you know? what I need from people and from Jesus. That's so good.
2: One of my, a poet that I love is John O'Donohue, And he has a quote and it says, through the innocence of beginning, we are often seduced into growth. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Like mm-hmm. we think we're growing. And I had this image in prayer a couple of weeks ago where I was sitting like crisscross applesauce on the floor and I had all these knots And they were like in my heart and like they were coming out of my heart. And I was trying so hard to untangle them and unfold them and to undo them. And I was getting just frustrated and frustrated. And as the Lord is like, will you invite me and just to sit on the floor with you and untangle and undo And it was just such a beautiful, tender moment that, like, okay, like, just allow him to untangle and undo all these different areas that have just been, like, I've almost let allowed to get tangled. And yes, and Heather, I think what you touched on was such a huge thing. It's been such a season of repentance. Like a season of repentance, meaning repentance to turn around to face him, mm-hmm. repentance mm-hmm. to get into his gaze, repentance to look at his eyes and have his eyes look at me and allow myself to see my reflection in his eyes where I don't turn mm-hmm. away. And it says like there's a t- scientific experience where it says like if you literally, with so- if you are with someone and you look into one another's eyes for four minutes straight, the vulnerability that comes, the attachment that comes, the entombment that comes. And I was thinking to myself, what would it be like just to envision myself for four minutes? This is what I'm thinking. All right, Jesus, I'll look at you. You look at me. Four minutes. Let's go. You know, but it was just Mm -hmm. this powerful moment in adoration where I'm like, I won't look down. I won't. I'll look nothing but look at that monstrance and envision him looking at me and me looking Mm -hmm. at him. It's beautiful. And there was something that's like shifted when I did that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's a continuing Sister, you touched on this very beginning. It's a continuing surrender. It's a daily mm-hmm. surrender. It's a moment surrender. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is everything. Just say, okay, if I'm in your gaze, you can untangle anything, can't you? And mm-hmm. really believe that and trust that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. Gosh, that's so lovely.
0: Yeah, th- Heather, thank you especially for sharing that from your own personal heart. Like, that's beautiful. Right? That naming that of your heart aching and just saying, I'm so lonely. Like, mm-hmm. Gosh, don't we know that? And we're so terrified of that and we're so afraid mm-hmm. of what that means. And I just want to say thank you for naming that today. Mm-hmm. Because we all have those places of our heart where it's it's incredible. And then what's the truth and what's the lies? And like what you're saying, Michelle, sitting before the Lord saying, okay, untangle this. Like I can't do it. Like I don't know where the end is. I don't know. I'm so little. I need help. Mm -hmm. I need help. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and, and maybe that's that's, a life
1: prayer. Girl, yes. I'm so little, (laughs) I need help.
0: Yeah. We, you know, we call it adulting and we think we're too, we're too grown for that, but nobody's too grown for that because that's our life. And, Mm -hmm. And maybe that is. And so I, I'm inviting our listeners to, to a new season with us. And I think every single one of our listeners today could relate to something of, of that, what happened this summer or what the Lord's doing in their life. And and the areas of repentance and and maybe it's time yeah for a good confession as we begin uh, the school mm-hmm. year and begin a new year and okay lord let's let's begin again and and so that's a deep invitation that we have uh for all of us that you know that as as Len says to lucy things never happen the same way twice mm, amen mm-hmm. and so we think we know, but the Lord delightfully surprises us in new ways. So,
1: mm-hmm. and to allow ourselves to enter into a maturing process, yes, uh-huh. you know, and there's stretching and growth that happens mm. there, mm-hmm. but to trust Him, to uh-huh. trust Him with that,
0: yeah. Mm. Woo wait! I can't wait to see where we go mm-hmm. <laughs> this season. Oh, oh the
1: places it. will go.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the places <laughs> will go. Yes, the places will go. That's just so exciting. Um. Yes. So good. We have so much for you, dear listeners, and we know the Lord has immeasurably more. And so we are excited to to begin again with you. And so thank you for joining us. If you have never listened to our podcast before, you're you're most welcome here. And we invite you to listen to the last nine seasons. We have all kinds of uh, episodes on different topics. We've got discussion questions. We've got all kinds of stuff that you can find on our website. Uh, we would love to invite you to just a deeper journey with the Lord in those places. And as we always do, my dear sisters, we always do. What is your one thing for the week? Heather Kim, do you want to share that with our beloved listeners today?
1: Sure. Over the summer, I had a great conversation with our friend Jason Jensen at Glass Mm. Canvas. They have a new podcast called Speak the Unspoken, Mm. and he invited me to be on it. We just had an awesome conversation. Jason has a lot of wisdom to share. I love his creative spirit. Like Glass Canvas is doing some amazing work, which I'm so proud of them. What a gift to the church they are. But Jason and I just had like a really cool conversation about story, and he had a lot of wisdom to share and even about leadership and anyway so that's going to be in the show notes if you want to check that out it really the conversation blessed me that I had with him and I I hope it'll bless some of you as well so Mm -hmm. yeah how about you Michelle what's your one thing my one
2: thing is actually I took my oldest son up to Franciscan University he's a freshman there and I just want to give a big shout out it was a really great hard weekend it was hard for me just you know, my oldest son going so far away, doing all that, or like Heather was saying earlier, just launching your children. But I just like to give a shout out to the whole entire orientation team at Franciscan University. Mm. The whole weekend was just amazing. It was beautiful. It was so great to be with dear friends that I went to college with at Franciscan. It was like, we were having so much fun as parents. It uh, is
1: crazy it is how crazy. many people's kids are there now. I'm like, woo! look at this oh, next yes, generation coming up.
2: <laughs> yes, it was so good. Like It was so good just to see different friends like Brian McCarthy. You are the most famous person that I know and <laughs> different people. And that I was laughing so hard that Bob was Lesniff's is actually in charge of student life who would have put that man it's in so charge hard. of anything <laughs> like they were all at school together and Everybody's just a real, laughing right yeah. now yeah so <laughs> and just a real shout out to father day pavanka for his vision and for bob rice you know and the whole community there you know professor rook and all just the community there thank you for making me feel like i was leaving my child with family and not in just a strange place and all the ras there that are there i just thank you I just really, really appreciate it. It was such a blessed time. So I really appreciate it. So yes. Mm -hmm. And Sister Miriam, what about you?
0: Yay. Gosh, well, there's so much. Well, first of all, I think we just have to give a shout out to you, Michelle, for your birthday. So once again, we just want to wish you a very... Happy birthday, even though it won't be your birthday anymore when this finally airs, but (laughs) just to celebrate (laughs) you. you're still willing to celebrate. Yeah, and to thank God for you. Just we're grateful for you. And I would love to offer just the essay I've been reading by Edith Stein uh, on the vocations of man and woman. And I'll try to find that singularly, but it's in her book or the compilation of her book. Her writing's called Woman, which I can offer in the show notes as well. So she's so great. I just love smart women like that it just makes me happy yeah and learn. we'll be
2: reading a lot of her from that essay throughout the season so from the best. learn yeah. from the best um, um
0: well friends here we go here we go we begin again and we are off on a new season and the lord is doing wonderful things so thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to to walking with you this whole time so until next week we'll be abiding together god bless y'all have a wonderful week Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3 and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Abiding Together Podcast. Thank you and God bless you.